Are you smelling your your Carmex? Nope. Nope. I'm just I'm just resting it on my lips because I haven't had anything rest on my lips in a while. So, oh, you know what's resting on my lips? What? My thoughts about the JLo film. Give it to me. Yeah, you were watching it. You you sent me a message last night. Of course, me in my old man status was sleeping when you sent me the text, but you sent me a text. You were like, what the heck is what the heck is Kim Burley Petrus doing in this? Looking like the antithesis of Slut Pot Miami. Like she looked so far removed from that. Cause that's what yeah. I'm seeing. So that's what I'm used to. So I was like, whoa, who is this like angelic Kimberly? Covered up woman, this conservative. Covered up. Yeah. Absolutely. I think she was Virgo. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I think what's. Was she Virgo? Was she, or was she Gemini? No, wait. No. Oh, no, no. Jennifer Lewis is Gemini. Jennifer Lewis is Gemini. Yep. There's yeah. two Jennifer that's, Lewis's. That's right. Yeah. Luai. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you will. No, I mean, okay, so I'm excited to talk about this because this is a, you know, I'm excited to give you my opinions. I'm excited to hear yours and I have heard yours yes. you know, a little, a little bit because you watched it before me. I just watched yep. it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the album first. I've listened you, to the album when it came out. Correct. And, and I did not. I list, I waited yeah, for the, the experience. The experience. I yes. should have, I should have done that. I should have yeah. done that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. It doesn't change things. So. I oh, listened to the album. Okay. No, it doesn't yep. change. It doesn't change how I feel about the music. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I listened to the album. I've been on record of saying I really haven't liked anything J Lo has put out since 2007. So I wasn't expecting much, even though I love her and I revere her as like a Y2K queen and I and, and an amazing actress and just overall celebrity. I love her. I adore her. Yeah. yeah. But you know, that being said, I listened to the album. I'm like, this was to me in my ears. I gave it a few listens extremely generic i will not be returning mm-hmm. there was like one or two songs i actually really liked dear ben part two which was so funny to me i didn't expect like that yeah um because you know it's so cheesy but it i liked that one there was another one i liked hearts and flowers was okay mm-hmm. there was there was a few that like stuck out to me but for the most part i'm like no i'm not good this it's just very very generic and i think she falls victim to that sometimes um but Jen also eric yeah and I love I love her, but like she's never been able to emulate that like earlier energy. I wish she could, you know, because I, I would love something like a, I would love a J Lo banger, and it just mm-hmm. wasn't giving me any of that. So that's sure. that's yeah. before going into the film. Yeah. Okay. So yesterday I watched the film, and I'm like, let's see what this is about. By the way, I've been hearing good things, right? Yeah. So yeah, I personally really enjoyed the film. I thought the film was beautifully done. It. They had the budget. The it, it they had felt the budget. It felt big. Did. Yeah. It felt like a big production. It felt like the greatest showman or something. Like it was just like explosive and you know interesting and dynamic. And there was like so many things going on. I loved I thought the storyline was a little cheesy for sure, but yeah. I thought it was shot beautifully. Um, I even really liked like the CGI. I loved like that steampunk vibe in the beginning too, when she's like fixing the mechanical heart and then, yeah. you know, it breaks and then they fix it at the end because yep. she, she learns to love herself. Wow. We've never seen that in a storyline before. Never. Um, but you know, it was, it was very well done and it made me appreciate the project more. Yeah. But I will say I'm, I, yeah, I'm not going to revisit the album. I didn't think the album was good. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was really fun to watch like i was entertained the entire time and mm-hmm. i wasn't expecting that like ensemble cast of celebrities uh in terms of like the the zodiac people above 
yeah. you know, that was really fun. Um, I was like, you know what my thought was? Do you, do you remember Vanessa Hudgens on Drag Race when she's like, I'm so into voguing right now? Of course, yeah. So the whole time I was thinking, like, J-Lo is like, you guys, I'm so into Zodiacs right now. <laughs> yes. I'm so into Zodiacs I'm so right into now. Zodiacs right now. I'm so well, into astrology. I, I, I'm wondering about the Zodiac of it all because I don't know if it's something that she truly believes that strongly in or if it's something that she so there was something in the rumor mill a couple years ago that she fired dancers i think from the super bowl performance halftime show performance like or i, I think sorry. that ended up being true not i'm sorry not fired but i think that like there were people who auditioned and she asked if they were a certain sign and i, I want to say it was scorpio maybe but and anyone that was a scorpio was like cut yes i think that was true was that true? I'm pretty sure, yeah. So maybe I'm so part of me is wondering like, was is this truly like something that she truly like or is this like a commentary on that? And she's like That's because so interesting. I actually forgot that happened, but yeah, maybe she's just really into astrology. Maybe she like, you know, holds yeah. that as because sort of I've, a pseudoscience. Because I feel like the film, I like obviously, and she's talked about this in her interviews, like it's very much clearly about, you know her kind of finding herself and learning to love herself, but it's also about her being a hopeless romantic, but it's also kind of, it's definitely a commentary on the way that the media has kind of portrayed her and talked about her throughout the years. Um, And so definitely the main storyline is her love life because obviously, you know, she has been a quote unquote serial dater and, you know, she's been married four times now um, but I think that the little touches throughout it too, definitely there are other aspects as well. Um, and I, I loved like the glass house in rebound. Loved. That was, that was actually my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. The choreography. That was my favorite part. Yeah. That, that whole segment was really, really cool. And a very obvious, I think a really obvious, uh, nod to the fact that like her life is so public, you know? And also, and, I liked how they were tied together by the rope, all the yes, different couples. It was, diff- I mean, that was kind of like, yeah, you know, an ob- obvious choice, but also like I, f- I felt like it was like just an interesting way to yeah. vis- visualize that experience. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think about that. You know, it's interesting. I didn't really think about it as much like that her life is so public, but that makes a lot of sense why they chose that. I was because, like, this is cool. This is very like Y2K, like this like yeah clear because if you remember like the benefit of it all back in 2002 2003 was a firestorm it was a phenomenon truly a phenomenon i mean literally the name benefer you know it was it was just every you could not turn on the tv you couldn't see it look in a magazine without seeing them i mean this is pre-social media so it's like yeah, they were everywhere, and you couldn't get. It. And then, the, and then, even in the Jenny from the Black video, she kind of made a commentary on that as well, with him being in the video and like the whole like paparazzi voyeur like scenes and and things like that. So, yeah, I liked how Ben was the newscaster with the gross, yeah, right look. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. I kind of I was hoping he'd be in the the you know because he's an actor. He's a pretty good actor too. I ho- I was hoping he would be in it. And like, wait, they he's were- an actor. Yeah, well, like he's an actually good. He's actually a good actor, you know. He's not just like right some whatever some chump. So I was like, I was really hoping that he would come and a good in at writer. the end. 
I, I, I was hoping he came in at the end and there'd be this cute, like, romantic moment. And there yeah. wasn't. It was more about, like, finding love within herself, I guess. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do see a glimpse of him. I mean, you see a glimpse of his chin. And and I think that was it the final scene where they, like, walk <laughs> in together. <laughs> You see his chin. You see his chin. Didn't he win an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting? Him and Matt Damon. I think Matt Damon. Yeah, I think they won an Oscar for that. I forget what what Oscar. I don't remember if it was acting or for writing, but um, yeah, he he's an Oscar winner. Yeah, I I loved the film. I am I am with you on the fact that um, the album does have little replay value to me. I am with you. On the, I don't know if I would. Yeah, I guess I would say it's generic. There's a, there are a few songs that I liked that I thought were cute. I liked I think this time around might be my favorite from the album. It's very catchy and I did find myself singing it a lot this week. Mm. Um but and can't get enough has grown on me. I love the remix video for that song which is not part of the uh Amazon experience. Um yeah, so I, I mean the film is very enjoyable. The album as as a whole is something that I would regularly go out of my way to listen to. I'm with you. Like it, it, it's it's a little too one note throughout the entire thing, you know. Yep. And which and not I mean, in an interesting or like innovative yeah. kind of way. It's just kind of it all sounds the same. It's it's a trap it's the, beats. It's the unfortunate thing about a lot of R and B inspired, you know, hip hop inspired music these days, where it's just very kind of just middle of the road doesn't go anywhere that it's it's and, and yeah. it's kind of monotonous and so you know yeah. other than a handful of songs midnight trip to vegas was cute but yeah well and I, I don't think and i don't i don't think of j-lo as this is not a dig at all but i don't think mm-hmm. of her as like these kind of like innovative you know trying out new stuff artists i think she's just like kind of good at what she does mm-hmm. you know and and kind of stays in that lane of of the time frame that she's in yeah so I was just hoping for more, but I also kind of expected that judging off of, you know, her catalog over the last 10 plus years. So, right. I mean, this is her first proper album since AKA back in 2014. So that album's turning 10 years old too. Nuts. It feels like yesterday. And it, I will say, I will give her this. I do think that the way that she did this visual film, this visual album, I think was an innovative way to do it, to kind of do a fictionalized or a dramatized version of her life, you know, with the musical aspect, but then there's like actual like acting going on throughout it. I, it was, I mean, obviously visual albums have been done before. Obviously you and I stand Beyonce. We're not saying that she, you know, invented this by any means, but she did, I think, do it in a unique way. Um, Yeah. It's, it's a whole, it's like a film, you know? So yeah, it's not, it's not just a visual album. It's like it doesn't feel just like a bunch of music videos in, in succession, which I love, you know. But it, but it it feels like an entire film yeah. with you know musical. It feels like the Greatest Showman. It feels like I said, like it feels like yeah. this big production. Yeah. And I've I've never really seen anything quite like that. Me either. So and I liked and- it. And it was very cl- tr- uh, clear too that it was inspired by a lot of musicals. So, like she in her the press tour that she's been doing, she's talked about her love of musicals and how her mom raised her on a bunch of musicals. And I thought that was very clear. I, the choreography in this was incredible. One of the best parts, like her energy and her perf- like it was, yeah. it truly amazing. She looks great. And looks great and. But the with the choreography aspect, I mean, it would be incredible to see a young performer. You forget that J Lo is in her mid fifties. 
crushing it. Like she is in incredible shape. She and getting crushed so well. by Ben Affleck on oh the rag. Oh my god! Is she is ever? She's getting dunked by that I've dunk sa- king. I've said this before, but it makes my millennial heart so happy that they've like found each other again, and that yeah. they're. I just love that. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. Would you say that you can't get enough? No, because that song is um, hor- horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the film is great. The film is wonderful. What do you think yeah. of Fat Joe as the therapist? Loved it. I was like, why can't Fat Joe? I, I was like, I need Fat Joe to be my my therapist. I thought that was really funny. It was like, <laughs> it was so yeah. random. Also, the the Zodiac the Zodiac people like yeah. the acting was kind of cringe at parts, but my girl Kiki Palmer was made so, and I just love her so much. She, she just was, was so entertaining, so yeah. funny. Held that whole scene for me. Well, you know that they did not film like they were all in a different. They all filmed those at different times. I did not know, but that makes complete sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. complete sense the way you you look at it. Yeah, um, and I'm excited. So there's a documentary coming out in I think next week that documents the creation of this film, uh, also on Amazon. I'm really excited for that because I love a documentary. I love seeing the making of, I love seeing the creative process, being a creative person. I love seeing inside all of that. So I'm really excited to see how that all goes down. Yeah, definitely. Cause it sounds, I mean, it sounds like it took a lot of work to create. So I'm excited. Of course the team, you know, yeah. it's, it's, like I said, it's a whole production. It's, it's, uh, it turned out very beautiful. Yeah. I'm curious to see how the album will perform. Obviously, I mean, you know, I don't think any of the singles are going to be a giant hit by any means. I'm excited to, I, I'm interested to see how the album is going to fare. Um, she also announced that she's going on tour. So, I mean, she's like, she's truly like. Who isn't touring? Yeah. I was Who like, isn't touring? Seriously. Yeah. I would love to see J-Lo on, on, in concert personally. but Yeah, but, me too. Yeah. But with this album, like it sounds like. She's, it's going to be really heavily focused on the album, which I always usually appreciate. But with this project, I was like, if you're not going to, if you're I'll not get gonna, on the six. Thank you very much. I, I, would, I don't need that. Yeah. I was like, I would love, we'll see. I, it's, she did a concert for Apple music, which is also on Apple. I mean, she's, I'm I saw like, that. I saw bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I yeah. Watched. It was live. And so the set list is predominantly the new album plus four songs from this is me then. And then she also did a little bit of If You Had My Love and Love Don't Cost a Thing. Oh. Yeah. If You Had, if you had My Love, my favorite. Yeah. But I was like, if there's no waiting for tonight, there's no me. So Period. 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 Hex Hector remix, preferably. You know she's going to give a performance, though, regardless of the music. 100%. It's going to be. And I saw a little bit of that on the Apple Music Live. I was like, yeah. damn, these girls are dancing. Yeah. Like, wow. It's like she And she does not get her kudos for that. People love to say, oh, she's a performer, as if that's like a diss. And I'm like... Yeah, and who else performs like her? Like very few people can Beyonce. perform. Beyonce, her at J Lo, Madonna, Janet, Mariah. Oh, Ma- no, no. Ma- my my Cyrus, my Cyrus, Mari, my Cyrus. Speaking of uh, Mariah, I know we talked about her. I have to go on record of saying the only version of Selfish that I listen to is Mariah AI. And I know AI is a very hot topic. I don't necessarily agree with it. I'm not yeah. proud of myself for listening to it. Uh-huh. But Mariah, I really, if you're listening, need you to cover this song. because cover it Im- Just cover the whole JT album. Yeah. Quite frankly, like when it or, comes out. Or if not, Jeff will chat GPT it and will 
make a version of it. It's so good. I can't I can't <laughs> stop listening to it on YouTube. It's like I'm obsessed. <laughs> You're obsessed. It's definitely like my most played song of the year. I'm like this Mariah AI. Shout what out did to DJ John Michael? He said like Ma- Mariah, but like spelled it AI. Yeah, H yeah. or something. I literally cackled when when he said that. I thought that was so funny. I was like, oh, it's so real though. But well, I'm happy for you. I mean, it makes the song listenable for you. Yeah, it's it's good. I'm yeah. like, if I got an album like Caution 2.0, like with this kind of shit on it, yeah, that like stay in that lane. I'm here for that. You know. Speaking of AI, yeah, you know what we're going to talk about today. <gasps> you know, AI was invented in 1999. I don't care what anyone else says; it was not around before, and it didn't get invented after. It was invented in 1999 by three women. By three women. Three women from Atlanta, Georgia, and also Where, Dal- Dallas, they, Austin, and Dallas, Austin. Or are they are they all from Atlanta? I don't think so. I know Ch- well. I know Chile is from Columbus, Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know um, where Lisa Left Eye is. Lisa Left Eye might be from New York. Oh, I could okay. be wrong. Well, I, take, I take back my my sentiments. They they okay. Here's here's what I do know. TLC like kind of originated in Atlanta. I don't know uh, if they're all from Atlanta. I know Chili's from Columbus, where okay. I lived at one point in my life. Um, she's like the town, you know. She's like the celebrity to come out of that town. I thought you were going to say the town slut, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that too. Come on, Chili. She's the town slut. And I was like, excuse me? What's, um, her, what's her real name? Like Rosanda or something? Rosanda Thomas. Yeah. Rosanda Thomas. Mm-hmm. Chili. Yes. Love Chili. Yeah. But uh, the reason why we bring up these three incredible women and the invention of AI is that, believe it or not, TLC's fan mail just experienced a 25th anniversary. Like, Whew. my brain just said, what the frick? So if, was, you, if you had this album, it's time to go to the doctor and get a prostate exam. It's time to enroll for your AARP membership, the silver sneakers. Consider these sneakers silver because, yeah, I, I, I remember, can I tell you that I got the CD single for No Scrubs from my grandma for Easter? That was one of my Easter presents. Love an Easter present. You know, we love an Easter present. Love an Easter album. We love an Easter album. And I... I want to say this might have actually, wait, maybe I did get this album for Easter. <gasps> the Easter Bunny gave you this album. Maybe. Yeah. He hatched it for you. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. I think that was the album that I got for Easter. And I think I got the CD single maybe for Valentine's Day. Maybe that's what it was. <sighs> I'm jealous. I never had the CD. I only had, my cousin had it. So that's how I listened to it. So it was very controversial in my household because I was, so 1999, I was 14. I believe at the time and the album itself did not have like the parental advisory sticker on the CD art, but there was a sticker on the CD cover that had a tiny parental advisory sticker. And I remember having an argument with my mom being like, being like, mom, it's like, like just a little bit of cussing. It's fine. And, and cause she was very adamant about me not having any CDs with parental same, advisory stickers. Same. That's why I couldn't buy JLo, JLo's album. Her second album, because I was like, Mom, no, See, let me. First print editions of that album did not have the explicit because it's when she goes, that's because she says, play my motherfucking song. And mm-hmm. I like have one stupid word. Like, who gives a shit? Like, I, right. My and mom I, swears all the time. Not yeah. to not to say that as a bad thing, but I'm like, what? Looking back at that now, I'm like, you said fuck to me like every day. And I couldn't, right. I couldn't buy the CD. Yeah. So funny when you're a kid, like, you're I, like, I, 
I know, but I but I uh, got that album and it didn't have a parental advisory sticker. Same with like Jan- uh, Janet Jackson's Velvet Rope that mm. didn't have that didn't have a parental advisory sticker. And I Where? remember and I remember listening to What About on the Velvet Rope for the first time and hearing about like hearing the the you know when she said fuck and and giving head and things like that. And I was like. Oh, do I tell my mom that this has cuss words? And I was like, I'm not going to tell her. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but should we get into fan mail? I mean, fan, we. I feel like I we, think need we to get, have to. I, I feel, feel like we, we have to. Feel like we need to go down a little deep dive and just talk about each song really quick. And I might not have something to say about every song, but I'm definitely excited to like. You're get definitely. Up these tracks. I think you're definitely going to have something to say about track two. But maybe that's just me. But <laughs> I am screaming though because so Apple Music just revealed that like they started releasing replay because you can do Apple Music replay all year long, whereas like Spotify Wrapped, I think, is just end of the year. So you can like keep tally and track of like what you're listening to and like how many listens and things like that. Yeah. And so Apple Music Replay just was released yesterday for 2024, and so I did it, sent it to Jeff. I was like, ha ha ha, look at me being such a gay. Like yes, and by Ariana Grande had like fifty one plays in January. Um, the rest of my songs, I think, were Madonna. Um, Jeff had a song that was number one on his January playlist by like fifty some plays. Jeff, what would you like to tell me? What song that was? Um, it was fan mail off of the album. <laughs> <laughs> Name another person that has fan mail be their number one song for January. Yeah, I may be on the spectrum, but it's okay. It's fine. Um, it's no, fine. I I. I love this song so much, it's so um, good. but I haven't, I hadn't heard it in a while. And it's like, I uh, like last month, I really revisited this album after our 1999 episode. Yeah. So I really like revisited a lot of these tracks and even listened to some, I'm like, Oh, I never really listened to that one as a kid or whatever. Right. And, but this one is one I love and I love, and actually Drake covered this song in like 2012. He covered, I it? He covered it. Yeah. He covered it on a mixtape. And no so I, I was really obsessed with that, you know, when it went that, and I was, I listened to that like in high school mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So I just love this damn song. It's so I, I mean, I love this album, but yeah, that, that was really funny to see. I'm like, wow, like who else? Yeah. <laughs> who else? I, it, literally, I'd name one other person who's number one song for the month of January in 2024, the year of our Lord and Savior 2024. Yeah is fan mail by tlc just shows my love for y2k music though you know what yeah. i mean like i love the song i love the intro i love the production of it i love the oh melody. the vicky intro when the, she comes on yes like, oh you know what i love <laughs> you know what my favorite part when she's like she she doesn't say welcome she says welcome welcome and it right. sounds like whale come whale come whale come and you know maybe she was just telling us why the oceans were salty she was just like... I think it's actually what inspired Kim Petras' whale cock. But. Maybe. I think you're right. I think you're right. I love the like the typing sounds. It really... To me, the song <gasps> fan mail is the audio version of the album artwork. Like, also, and, we'll get into it, but Love Sick as well. Because there's there's so many elements to like dial-up modems, typing, dial up, yes. you know, phone, phone calls, like beepers, pagers, whatever. I... Um, am obsessed and I think what's so great about this album now revisiting it is it aged so beautifully because specifically the last few years uh-huh. Y2, Y2K nostalgia has been so huge yeah. and has made such a comeback in like a, such a big way yeah. so 
like I'm like I love that these sounds and stuff like so an artist can make this now you know what I mean I was thinking like SZA could put some sounds like on her Mm -hmm. album and that would do really well and I'm just like I fucking love it I love it yeah it's so good and I I it kind of hurts that this song wasn't a single because it I feel like I understand why it wasn't because subject yeah it's not single energy it's also not single energy I think even though I I love it but I just feel like the production on this album is so good. Like this, it's it's a bummer that visual albums weren't really a thing back then because this could have been a visual album for sure. I feel like Ooh, the right, yeah. like this really could have taken you on a journey, especially with like the visuals for No Scrubs and Unpretty. That and we'll get into that. The fan but, mail film. <gasps> could you imagine oh, a wet dream? Truly, truly. Oh my god. I love. I want to say one last thing about this song. I just love the melody. I think it's one of the best melodies ever. Yeah. I love the bat, like the the harmony, like the backing with like that, like just like you, yeah, just like you. I get lonely too. One of the truly one of the best melodies ever. I really believe that. And then left eye in the background going fan mail. <laughs> yes, fan mail. <laughs> the sounds, the little the little quips and sounds. I'm just it's like so good uh, all over this album. So, so good. Speaking of an icon, we get introduced to we get introduced to the icon Vic E, who is the animated or AI. Um, well, I don't know what you'd call her, like robotic woman who narrates this album. Narrates the album and is just all over the album. And it's kind of sad, unfortunately, that one of the reasons why she's on the album. It's because Lisa. Be- it's because Lisa was having some problem or some issues with the band. And, and they were kind of, I guess she wasn't completely on board with the futuristic sound that they were going in that they wanted to do. And so there were some troubles. So they were having scheduling conflicts and things like that. And so that was the producer's way of kind of filling in that void a little bit. But the, I think it was like, but it very, worked. It worked, it worked really so well. well for the time. It worked well. Again, this album, 25 years later, it works so well. It's like a horrible thing, you know, turned into this kind of like beautiful disaster, right? Like it just kind of turned into this like beautiful situation yeah. that just, it makes total sense. But yeah. we're, we're introduced to Vicky. It's spelled V I C dash E by the way. Vic e, uh, I love the way that she like talks about she goes like in Japan like <laughs> I love this I I fucking love this inter- it's my favorite interlude on the album and one of my favorite interludes of all time she goes she says um in the club what does she say she's like in the club I'm, I'm trying people to look increase up- their chance of a pickup with material but, things and then she right. goes like like diamond relics diamond and- Rolexes Prada bags and Versace outfits yes oh, it's Rolexes I thought she was saying diamond relics. That makes no sense. I know it doesn't make sense, but oh my gosh. Rolex, yeah. like a Roly. In the club, people use material things to increase, increase their, their chances, chances of, a of, a pick up. Pick, of a pickup, such as diamond Rolexes, Prada bags, and Versace outfits. I guess it makes them feel special. So, and that's where she, again, it's kind of like it's spatial. Because it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. oh my gosh. In <laughs> so Japan, good. they just move to the one and two. And then we get arguably probably my favorite song on the album. This is this is also for me top two or top three songs of the album for sure. And maybe my favorite TLC song ever, Silly Ho. Um, so, should have been a single. Should have been a single. Kind of was a single. So Silly Ho, granted, I grew up in uh, Benton Harbor, Michigan. We did not live super far from Chicago. We were about 90 minutes away from Chicago. And so we always got the radio station B96 and B96 played Silly Ho a lot leading up to the album release. And so to the, so much that I thought that Silly Ho was the lead single of the album, Mm. but we never got a music video. 
and then turns out no scrubs ended up being the lead single of the album some people like nicknamed it the buzzer song because of that like but iconic and that like whoop 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 oh gets me so hyped it gets me so hyped love it i play this at a club now like i feel like people would go off (laughs) absolutely it's one of my favorite songs. I think also would have made a really cool music video. When I was uh, around this age, 14 years old, I um, would draw a lot and would always like, and write a lot of lists. And I made a list of like music videos that I wanted to make. And I conceptualized like this whole like futuristic music video for Silly Ho. And I was like, the, it'll cost $4 million. <laughs> oh my God. We're so similar. <laughs> and yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I love Silly Ho. Like Lo- what? Love it. It's, it is one of the best TLC songs. Also, I ain't never been that chicken head. Chicken head in a song is so funny. I mean, so funny. I don't know another, I, I, another line that's more relatable personally. Like that's called art. It is art, baby. Art. Um, and then we get into Whispering Playa interlude. I don't have much to say about this. It's just an interlude. <laughs> takes us right into No Scrubs, which Takes is us into the monumental, iconic, Candy iconic. Burris, No uh, Scrubs, baby. I mean, med- the, what? there's not... We already talked about this. Like, there's not, Medieval of, instruments. Mi- shake a spear. We shake a spear sounds. Shake a spear. Music video c- could not have been more mus- futuristic. We had, I want to say this is the first time we got Chili on lead vocals versus T-Boz. Okay. For a single, at least. And T-Boz debuted new red hair for the video. She's normally blonde. The red hair hair is so good. They looked so good. I actually just watched this music video the other day, and I was like, damn, this is awesome. And the music video, interestingly enough, does feature a rap from Left Eye, whereas the album version does not. Right. Which I I wish we got Oh, right. And so on Greatest Hits uh, albums, they do include the Left Eye rap. Obviously, they want to honor her because, unfortunately, Lisa is no longer w- with us. But um, the I remember they put that video version uh, on like the imported single, like the UK versions of the single and whatnot. And I went to the CD stores that were like outside of my area, paid $15 for a three-track single. Because mm. I wanted that version. I wanted the rap version. So I love that. Love I that remember like in the video where she's like doing that like dance where she's like creating a box with her fingers and she's like clear as digital DVD on a digital TV screens or something like that. And to me, that they, they stand they stand out in this like Y2K futuristic era as like these like pioneers of that mm-hmm. look and that sound and that energy. Like when I think of that era, no scrubs yeah. immediately comes to mind. Yeah. You know? It's totally. so and it's just one of those songs that really is like um you put it on at the club, every person there knows it. There's not a lot of songs in the world like that, to be honest. Like that that's one of those songs everyone knows. Right. Everyone knows the lyrics. Everyone enjoys the song. I've never met someone that's someone that's like, I don't like this song ever. Right. Now that I think about it. It's just a likable song. Yeah. It's an iconic melody and it's just a perfect, you know, it's a perfect single. And I'm just happy for its success. Yeah. I'm just I'm just happy for its success. I We're am. Like, it's the- so good. Ms. Scrubs, we're happy for you. It's so it. good. We but you know what it. song I like? I don't want to say even more, but a, a song that I love is the next one. Oh my God, same. I'm good at being bad. I'm good at being bad. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Oh my gosh. And this song, inspired by Nirvana, apparently. the way that Yes, they were, yes, mm-hmm. yep. 
and with with the way that they would do kind of like these like softer moments and songs and then they would go really aggressive and then back and forth in the, to, in the chorus oh, yeah and i i am such a you know this is people don't know this about me i'm a huge nirvana fan and have been Mm-hmm. my whole life basically mm-hmm. yeah. actually at my sixth grade birthday party i asked for a nirvana that's when i started really getting into them uh-huh i asked for a nirvana cd and i remember and again this is like in the early 2000s so you know people weren't listening to nirvana especially my friends who were like 12 so right. they're, they're, yeah. they were like what's that what's that cd and i'm like no shut the fuck up listen shut to jojo which we'll get into in a minute but listen yeah. you know you and I'll listen to Nirvana, okay? Yeah, right, um, exactly. But right. I, I, I love Nirvana. I think they're an amazing band, and I love that they took inspiration from that or that arrangement, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of arrangements, because I think that's really special. And mm-hmm. it's definitely paid off in this song, because when you first listen to the song, you're, you're certainly not expecting them to... No. Because it, it's, like, it's, like, girly and, like, pretty and, like, you know, slow, and then it just turns into this, like... Guess I didn't know a man could be so soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like the, that beat kicks in. I need a crunk type. Yeah, we Zach yeah. and I Zach and I have to sing the clean version, unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah. The clean version definitely isn't as good as the yeah. original. But yeah. you know, we have to say crunk tight. Crunk tight person. <laughs> um <laughs> and this song. Really interestingly enough is, so it originally featured a sample from Donna Summer's Love to Love You Baby. Apparently there was a dispute about that sample, or sorry, not a sample, an interpolation. And so it was removed from the explicit version of the album, but it's still on the clean version of the album. So I'm very curious as to why that is. Um, Also, this song was featured in the Unpretty video. Because this is another song that was kind of a promo single where they had serviced it to certain radio stations, but it wasn't like a fully promoted single. Yeah. And, um, but interestingly enough, because again, I was kind of revisiting these videos and whatnot the other day, the YouTube version of Unpretty has that entire section removed. In fact, the video is like only four minutes and some seconds. The original video was like six minutes long. And so, I don't remember. I don't remember that at all. I just remember the, I guess the the YouTube version now. So yeah. So I was like, I was really bummed about that. So if whoever is in control of TLC's stuff, like, please put the full version of Unpretty on YouTube and give it to us remastered while you're at it. Please, um, please. please. Um, next song we've got if they knew. So, the okay. This is where okay, so I I love this album. I would say that it's not a perfect album. It's an amazing album for what it is, and all the mm-hmm. songs that have come out out of it. Yeah, but there are some songs that fall victim to me of like sounding the same, especially a lot of the Dallas Austin songs. Not that they're bad, but they sound very similar to other songs on the album, uh-huh. and even like the unre- unreleased ones that you sent me. Like, there's a lot of similarities right. to some of these songs. I do feel like this is one of them. I like. I like this because it is so like Shakespeare, like Y2K sounding, and it's very fast, fast yeah. paced. Um, but definitely not my like my favorite, you know, of the album. But it's something I still listen to. It's just it just noticed that it it kind of falls victim to sounding similar to other Dallas Austin, mm. you know, songs yeah. on the album. Yeah, I I really liked it personally. For me, I it was not. I don't know if it was one of my favorites of the album, but it was definitely. I didn't. I never really skipped it. Like I I really liked the song personally. But very um, very Y two K. I mean, 
Yeah. Which we love. Uh, next song, I Miss You So Much. This one was a miss for me, personally. I know a lot of people who like this, but I think the people that like this um, tend to gravitate towards ballads and, mm-hmm. you know, vocal stylings and those kind of things. I, I think it added balance to the album mm. for that reason, you know? So, like, sometimes there's a purpose for these songs that maybe we don't gravitate towards as much, but they do kind of provide a balance versus, like, yeah. having everything sound like no scrubs or whatever so i appreciate it for that but not something i listen to yeah and it was the the first ballad of the album i mean unless you if you want to count like i'm good at being bad being like (laughs) (laughs) but i don't think so (laughs) it was the first like you know traditional ballad of the album but then that leads us to another amazing song on pretty yeah Um, come on huge huge hit we talked about it on our 1999 podcast yeah. but huge hit incredible music video invented body positivity obviously. great message great message um i was laughing when watching the video because of the the scene the cgi scene where like the the, the titties the, hands, the hands and yeah the and then i was like oh maybe <laughs> the plastic this, surgery i was like did that inspire ms petrus for her slut pop miami i'm also just laughing because everyone's like we love plastic surgery now right right <laughs> like yeah that. we are very it's we like are, we it was there. trying to be the dare of plastic surgery and it, it made people want it more. Yeah, but. they were like they were like, wait a minute, I can get butt implants now? Absolutely, let's do it. Look, you can buy all the makeup that Mac can make. But if Yeah. Yeah. Great melody of the chorus. Great. And I love the way that the, like the guitar squeaks, like the squeaky guitar strings the entire time. Um, so good. Um, next up is My Life by Jermaine Dupri. Jermaine Dupree, JD. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I love this Again, so Y2K, so Shakespeare. Again, a lot of the songs, they just, they sound similar of that time. They they sound similar. It's, it's, yeah, these producers, it's definitely during a time where these producers kind of had a signature sound, you know? It's not like, yeah. And there's like this, like, this, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but there's like this, like, kind of like a waka, 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 like sound in the background that was, that was very much used in a lot of JD's production at the time, Jermaine Dupree. That is. Um, so, yeah, I really like it. Um, number 11 is another one of my personal favorites. Which I li- t- <laughs> T-Boss, T-Boss hates. T-Boss does not. She does not like it. Uh, it's the song Shout, another Dallas Austin song. Yeah, it's it's so him. I mean, it's so, you know what, yeah. it, remi- it reminds me of like, a lot of this album reminds me of like um, Can't Take Me Home by Pink. Okay. You know, like yeah. kind of leading into that. That this song to me stands out as something like that could have been for that album. Yeah. You know. Mm, interesting. I wonder. Well, no. I think that. I think. I mean. I think that the, it looks like Le- Left Eye is a writer on it. So, but I don't know. I mean, shout. I, I I think it's a good song. I think that it's it is. I agree with T. Boz. Like I think it's corny, but I like it. You know, and yeah. I but I but I also am obsessed with Y two K music. Right. So yeah. for me, it just has my heart. So that those and again, it's it sounds like that. It's that. Yeah, that shaky spear, <laughs> Shakespeare. I, <laughs> I love. See, I love the. I love the sound effects in the song. I love how kind of like hard hitting it gets. But there's also like this. Is that like an accordion that's in the background? Yeah, the the, the instrumentals are almost like a little sister to Silly Ho or something. Yeah, you know, the way that they're yeah, the and way they so, kind of punch. Yeah, and I so I really love it. I think it was um, the way that this song was particularly produced. It was almost reminiscent of some like Michael Jackson style songs, just the way that they use like sound effects is beats almost and like this huh. like all these like lasery sounding 
crunchy sounds that I just really, really like. It's very like Latin explosion influenced as well, which I know that that was part of it because like T-Boz did not want to do the the salsa dancing on stage and would, you know, famously like walk off stage and then come back to do her part because she hated it so much. Yeah. Well, fun fact, this song was actually supposed to be a single off the album. And in fact, they were, I've, I've been trying to find the clip, but I swear on my life that they went on TRL to announce that the song was going to be a, a, an official single from the album. It was going, they were going to do a Latin remix and it featured Enrique Iglesias and Sheila E. And then it never materialized. So I need to know, did this remix actually get recorded? If it did, where can we find it? <laughs> Who can leak it? Because I need to hear it. Um, you know, no disrespect to Ms. Ms. T-Boz, but I personally love the song and I would love to hear the remix personally, but yeah, I would love to as well. I I really like the song. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's so it's so fun. It really yeah. is. Yeah. But okay, now our next one is a Diane Warren track, Ms. Which, Warren, which I didn't know, but that makes sense. This actually yep. feel, so this song always to me kind of sounded like their last project. Like it could have been on Crazy Sexy Cool. That's what it sounded. It sounded like to me. Like it didn't. It doesn't necessarily yeah. fit in with the album. But mm-hmm. I I really like this song as a as a ballad. I guess because I'd call it a ballad. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, I I liked it. I actually don't really remember it a whole lot. I, I I remember liking it, but I definitely gravitated to the up tempos on this album. I don't know if that shocks you, but well, I did as well for yeah. sure. You know, um, so I don't remember listening to this one. It's like too come much. on down, yeah, where the grass is green or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it, to me, to me, I when I think of it, I think of like um, rivers and streams and like nature. I think they're talking. Same. Yeah, you do too. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I had this because I think she's talk. She talks about that. Yeah. Somewhere. Very much like almost kind of like maybe like a Y two K herbal essences commercial. Remember how they were always like in the jungle in those commercials? That's kind yeah. of how. In case what your I, hair, you know, you got to have that jungle ready hair. Yeah, exactly. Laying laying, laying next to a grassy stream because that's comfortable. You can buy your hair if it won't grow. Unless you're laying. Next you can to shake it in the jungle. <laughs> Perfect. Um, then next we have another ballad, Dear Lie, which was actually a single in the UK, complete with the music video. I don't have much to say about this one. I hate this song. I always thought it was weird. It's always it's always strange to me when ballads like this that are really very soft have cussing in it. And so like she's like, Dear Lie, I'm fucked. I remember being a kid <laughs> and being like, what? Like, this is... The way you said that is, I want to get fucked. <laughs> I want to get fucked. <laughs> this is the ballad version of that song. And really, Kim Petras is, is just a dance cover of the song. Yeah, but this I, song sucks. I skip it every time. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, get out of me, out of me. It's also stupid me, to address the, address the lie as if it's a person. I yeah. It's dumb. It's just, it, to me, it was just a song where I was just kind of like, of all the songs, of all the bangers, and on the side, you literally, I'm sorry, you released this as an official single and left Silly Ho out to dry? I'm sorry. Upset. I'm upset. I'm upset. Um, next, we have another interlude, which then leads us into Lovesick Baby. Mm-hmm. Another. Okay. I have a yeah. lot to say. Give it to me. <sighs> This might be one of I don't know. I don't want to say it's my favorite song on the album, but the do 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 
do do the dial-up modem oh my god i it's just so fun it's, it's so fucking so good fun. so fucking bouncy like I, lo- I love this song i do too it is a, one of my favorites and it i remember like again revisiting this Ugh. Like the, it's just crazy how like it just took me back. I was like, "Give me dial up." Give Saw me- myself on Ricky Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Old references that people will not get. People Gen Z will like, not understand. They'll be like, "Who?" I'm Who's sorry. Ricky Lake? She's a lake. Yeah. What lake? What lake is that? What state is that in? The yeah. The, yeah, the, the melody, the lyrics, the, the especially the instrumentals that carry the song, and just the fun, like, like I said, like tech technology you know yeah um y2k like panic when the world was changing yeah all of that being in there is so amazing and it's it just also a song that encompasses this album very much 100 percent, 100 percent. and it's followed up by another song automatic uh that i would say these two songs are a very similar sounding to me yeah and again um, a lot of songs a lot of songs this album do have like sisters where they sound mm-hmm. i think that's very much the case they're sisters they, you know what i will say this Automatic's cute, love six gorgeous. You know, okay. gor- gorgeous is gonna you know devour okay. cute. Okay, so we have Cinderella <laughs> and a stepsister is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying gorgeous next to cute. Gorgeous is gonna devour cute. Okay, absolutely. I, As Tiffany Pollard says, I love them equally because you know what they're my children and I love them equally. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play favorites. Okay, well, well, well I you know what? I lied because I will play favorites because I will choose silly ho. Well, you need to address that lie, dear lie. I know, dear lie. Get out of me. And then last song on the album, we have Don't Pull Out on Me Yet. Not one I listened to. Not one I listened to. Also did not even understand it till much later in life. And Don't, don't know. Didn't know that was the last song. Also, come on. Like, this album's so stacked, and then that's the last one right. on the standard edition. Like, you couldn't have at least given us, like, another interlude right. or something? Like, I don't know. Yeah, we're like Vicky's pissed. How dare you, yeah. Vic E? Vic E is probably. She said, like, "Where is the interlude? Where is my outro to this album? Album, you bitch. You, you bitch. You silly, ho ho." And then the last track, uh, outside of the U.S. and Japan, uh, in Japan, uh, is "You and Me," which. You and I, I think we both listened to the for, for the first time not too long I, ago. Yeah, I, I never heard this song. You sent me some unreleased tracks. So it, that was, it, for me, my first time. A lot of them sound similar to songs. Yeah. So it's understandable why they left out. I Yeah, and I felt like this song in particular, this song felt like it was a little bit earlier 90s sounding. Like, I felt like the way that you felt like, what was it, Come On Over? or <laughs> Come On Over, baby. <laughs> come, sorry. Come, come, on, come On Down. Sorry, come on down. Was it come on down that you said, or was it? I'm yeah, come on down. Come on down. It feels like crazy, sexy, cool era. Yeah, I felt like this was also crazy, sexy, cool era. Like it felt like I was like, I bet you that this song was recorded in early recording sessions for the album before they moved into the futuristic sound. Um, and then just one other song that um, did not make the album, but apparently was in a digital download track, which I, at the time was like not very much of a thing was a song called I Need That. You you know what you know what thought I just had that would be really funny to listen to? What? Someone needs to AI this album all as Vicky. <sighs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Number one album for the next ten weeks. Oh, that would be so good. We need to do an episode where we host our own Grammys. We're going to. Don't or just we? like our award show. That'd be really funny like of music and it just like ridiculous things like that. Yeah. The award for best AI 
version of an AI album is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. What a journey down the memory lane. I feel like this album. Fan mail. Fan mail. One of my favorites growing up, for sure. I don't know where it would land on my favorite albums of all time, but it it definitely holds a lot of memories and definitely was left an impression aesthetically because, again, this album, um, while unfortunately didn't have many official singles released, like the visual of the album. And I mean, also, we didn't talk about the album cover enough. It still dominated we, in 1989, though. It really you know? did. And the, the the silver paint that they had on their face and the, the that album blue, The way logo. it was blue. Yeah, uh, they're, they're like yeah, and the World Wide Web, like the hologram, the bi- the the binary code, um, and then the album like art. If you pulled it out, created a giant poster, and it had all of their fan. Every person they sent or that they received fan mail from had their name on the album cover, which I thought I know. Was I, really I cool. love that they I love that they dedicated that song to like talking about the fans. And yeah. I mean, obviously, they dedicated the album. Mm-hmm. to the fans fan mail you know i yeah. i loved i love that touch and yeah. it just yeah it's a great staple you know in the in the music world it's yeah. probably my it's probably overall my favorite tlc album if i had to say same um, oh by far i don't know if other people would agree with that and i would respect that you know because mm-hmm. especially if you're a huge tlc fan sure I, do, I love crazy sexy cool i love ooh on the tlc tip like i'm not a fan of 3d really yeah. I, that doesn't hold I, any significance in my life. Oh, see, I did like 3D, but I it's not my favorite TLC album. But there are there are songs on there that I was like that I fucked with and still yeah. fuck with. To be but honest. this one, I, I think, is the clear. And, and and again, they're they're such an iconic group. They're one of the most successful groups acts of all mm-hmm. time. I mean, they have you have to think about like Waterfalls, how massive that is. Huge. So for them to release this and then release no scrubs and that to be arguably bigger is. Yeah fucking I was rad. gonna say I feel like No Scrubs is their biggest hit oh yeah this is take your song yeah, well some people might say Waterfalls I think it's No Scrubs yeah I would say it's No Scrubs I would mm, actually that's a good question yeah no, I, would I would say, say No Scrubs I would, I would say No Scrubs too but- No Scrubs especially now as we get older you know and like the millennials get older I do feel like more people know the lyrics to No Scrubs if it comes out at a club versus mm-hmm. Waterfalls even 100%. though they're both massive hits you know yes yeah Shout out to Creep, though, too. Creep's a great song. Creep. I mean, Crazy Sexy Cool is a great album. Yeah, it really is. It's a great album. Red Light yeah. Special. Yeah. <sighs> TLC, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, and we really appreciate you as we, you know, celebrate this anniversary. Um, you know, quickly, we also have another anniversary I want to bring up. Yes. So really do. an album that was a big moment in my life was the debut from Miss Jojo. Levenesque. Levenesque. Specifically, the single Leave Get Out was released 20 years ago. 20 Imagine fucking that. years ago. It is so crazy to me that this song magically is now 20 years old. I remember it coming out. I remember her being so young. Because she was, what, 13 when the so song was released? So young. Singing grown woman music. Grown yeah, 13 or music, 14. Grown crazy. woman voice. And that it's crazy to think that what she's only thirty three or thirty four yeah. now. We talked about this, I think, on our first episode. Like yeah. that is nuts to me. Like JoJo's been with us for so long, so long. Um, love her, always have. You know, too yeah. little, too late. One of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, I love this song though. It's iconic, you know, and it's also just used in so many memes now too. I like yeah. that it still lives on because it's like yeah. 
get out, leave. You know, you you use it. It's like leave, get out, get, get out, out of my life, leave right now. Yeah. This album, though, you know, just I know that you don't have as close of, of a connection to it. I don't. But this unfortunately. this album's really great. Yeah. This album is really great. I yeah. I loved I loved her debut. I love it. I love specifically Baby It's You. Just I do. It's love so Baby good. It's you. Love the music video. Love. I just, yeah, that time is so special, you know, 2004 and so much good music came out of that year. And it just is like, it's just a, it's a, it's a perfect debut, especially for someone so young. Wow. 20, 2004 was a really great year for music. Really, really good year. Lots of true bangers. I'm with you. Uh, uh, Baby It's You is a wonderful song. I love Leave Get Out. Unfortunately, I did not really give the rest of the album much of a listen. <sighs> you should give it a, like a retrospective. I should because the, it, the album came out at a time where my pop music tastes were, I was definitely into, I guess the way I would describe it is like darker pop, but like I'm using that term so loosely. Like, like I would say like Lose My Breath, Destiny's Child. You know, like just like these darker like, pop quote unquote. I called it darker. What is for, that even? I don't even know. I thought you were gonna means. say like Evanescence. No, no, I meant like I guess like more like club banger style type songs. Like like uh, what was uh, Lindsay Lohan's Rumors? I love the dark pop. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so you mean like a like a more risque? I I don't know. There's something that's just like something with a quote unquote edge. But I, again, I'm saying this so loosely right now because clearly, like we listen to Rumors by Lindsay Lohan now, and we're like, here we are back up in the club. Like I don't know, but yeah, yeah but she she had that little edge on the first track, Breezy. She says, "Oh, I'm his Breezy." That's what she says. She what says, that? "Fuck that? you." It means that like some other girl had a dumbass nickname. And she's like, "I'm his breezy. He's gonna pick me." And the first track is called Breezy, oh and JoJo gosh. was breezy. Did you feel that in your soul when you listened to it for the first time? I did. I was like, "This white girl has some has some soul. She does. She's his breezy." White woman of color. That's what she was trying to go for, for sure. Or yeah. the or they were trying to push for that. Let's just. I say. was gonna say. I was gonna say. I think that I don't think she was making any decisions. <laughs> 13 years old. Also, I think I think Not That Kind of Girl was a single. I can't remember if it was an yes, official single. I think it was mm-hmm. such a good song. Okay. Wow. Again, I'm, I'm thinking about her being like 14, like singing these things or 13. That the melody's so good. Please do me a please do me a favor and re, and revisit that. I'll re, I will revisit it for you. Okay. Yes. That I'll it's re- just a great song. It really yeah. is. I I it gets stuck in my head all the time and and her her harmonies towards the end of the song too are so beautiful. She's oh. an incredible singer. It's it truly is mind blowing how incredible of a singer she is. She is not given that credit enough, and um, I mean at such a young age too. Like whoa. I was you know how we, like um we both had some similar upbringings in terms of like we would like draw like these mm-hmm. artists and stuff. I was obsessed with the way this album, the the font of her lettering. It was kind yes. of like old English, which was really of like became like a thing then. You know we. I cannot wait for our episode where we talk about the 20th anniversary anniversary of LAMB by Gwen Ooh, Stefani because yes. that's coming up as well. Yep. But that like old English font is, was very popular and that's yes. kind of what it's giving. And then there's this little star with like her purple makeup and her green tea. And I was just so obsessed with that aesthetic. I love And I would like, that. I would, I actually drew this photo of her like several times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. That that's like <laughs> just that like I don't even yeah, you described it perfectly. Yeah. 
just she is sitting there she looks like such a bad girl she's like she doesn't look 13 no either like it's crazy i didn't i mean and i was i was probably younger than her when that album came out so to me she looks seemed old yeah wow recorded between 2003 and 2004 good for her we love you jojo we love her such a good album such a good album but yeah yeah, what a fun episode today i love being able to like take a deep dive into these fun ass like y2k albums like oh my god just revisit just revisiting it was so fun yeah it was so fun do you have a song that we don't talk about enough Ooh, that's a good question i hadn't really thought about it you know to the extent today so if you have one i can think of one for sure but if you have one i feel free feel free to go yeah so continuing our conversation with tlc during this time period they released a collaboration with goody mob which uh was a rap group at the time that contained uh gnarls barkley uh or uh sorry what's his name CeeLo green <laughs> Narles Barkley was another like was that not was Narles Barkley a group or was it just CeeLo green as it was like a different alias I think Narles Barkley would have been like two people at least but I wasn't a fan of that so okay anyway I don't know. yeah so Goody Mob uh had CeeLo green in it and uh the song was called uh what it is ghetto enough and the song it is a continuation from the fan mail era definitely has that like uh, y2k hip-hop computer sounding b it's a total club banger um and truly like the, it's a type of collaboration where it wasn't just tlc on the chorus like it was they like swapped verses and then they sang on the chorus and then uh left eye had a had a rap and really fun song had a music video t-boss uh sings about being at the waffle house and um song was a huge flop i don't think it went anywhere on the charts um, yeah don't know it and but i love that song i thought it was so much fun i think it had a little trl moment like a premiere at least or something um but yeah that song we do not talk about enough well i would say i'm gonna i know we already touched on it i have two i'm gonna give one from tlc and one from jojo okay, okay. so i would say from TLC, we'd already discussed it, but I think Love Sick is by far one of their most underrated songs. I think okay. that that song is just a banger and a half. If you haven't heard it or you haven't heard it in a while, go revisit. It holds up so well in 2024. It's so fun. I just love the the Y2K like dial up modem and all of those sounds. Like it just, I don't know. It's just an amazing song. Yeah. So that's one of mine. The other one is a song off of The High Road jojo's second album yes so this is a song i've always really liked but it's called this time and it's the first track on the high road so i'm looking here it was produced by scott storch i was just gonna say sean garrett i was i could have told you that (laughs) yes i know you i know you could have so this song is such a great way to start the album and i really like this album i had this album i had i had yeah i had the first two albums of hers yeah um like the CDs. And I was obsessed with the CDs, specifically Too Little Too Late. I would, oh my God, this was, uh, was this, I can't remember. Yeah. I Oh, if, you know what's weird about this? So what? when this era is like right around the time where I got my first iPod Nano. Yes. Like 2005, 2006, like in there. And they only had the music video version on iTunes for a long time. 
you could not download Too Little Too Late, the single. I don't know why. It drove me absolutely fucking nuts in 2006 because when I tell you this song was like, like cracked cocaine to me like i was i was taking too little too late and putting it up my nostrils (laughs) in my ass like any way i could get it i was like give me this song give me this song i was so obsessed i i couldn't i couldn't sleep i was like i was up for like five days like i just was so obsessed with the song not even kidding oh my god i love that so i i only could hear it when it was on like my dad's like serious xm because we didn't have really we had like kind of shitty internet so it's not like i could always like youtube the song or whatever and i had I was eventually able to download the music video, but it wouldn't sync to my iPod Nano. So I could only I could only listen to it <laughs> on iTunes and it was so frustrating because no. I'm like I because I literally loved the song so much. Like at the time it was like my favorite song ever. You know, I was just obsessed. Yeah. And so um I I remember though, like I would sit around, I remember we went camping and I, I just would sit there like a like a cracked out like crazy person just like waiting for it to come on Sirius XM and I was like oh, oh, oh. like one time it came on but then then the signal went out and I was like no and I like oh I went God. to my cabin and I cried yeah I hope, sorry I I'm sorry that was maybe TMI of, of for the pod but like that is my relationship with that song and and this album so I really when this album came out I bought the CD I also downloaded it to iTunes eventually um, can you imagine Jojo listening to this and hearing that I don't what was going on with that though? Why you know, because they they had like I would always check like the top one hundred songs, like, you know, of of iTunes. I was obsessed yeah. with doing that. I love I, don't, I love that. I don't know. I don't recall this. I remember getting it on iTunes just fine. Um Nope. You could not get the single when and, it first came out. You couldn't. And, and but I know that her former record label, which I want to say was Blackground Black Records, Records right? not a good record label. And That's a, was that Aaliyah's too? That was Aaliyah's, and they they yeah. have, it's been on it's basically uh, been shown time and time again that they are a really shitty record label. They would not yeah. let they, great music, but great music, but I mean they that's the reason why they held on to Aaliyah's stuff for so long, um, and it's Aaliyah's music has only been recently in the last two years, I think, I know. Been put on streaming. Thank God, JoJo's music wasn't on streaming for the longest times, so, which is why she had to re-record. So before Taylor yep. Swift re-recorded her albums, JoJo she was re- doing her own re-recording. She had to do her the re-records, yep. and and JoJo has even said now that like even though her old her original recordings are finally now on streaming, she was like, I don't. She said, I don't get any of those royalties or like any. She doesn't get any money from those streams. So wow, horrible. Yeah, really, horrible. really, really horrible. She also has, I think, two or three albums worth of music that she recorded. Um, that over the course of ten years, between "Not That Kind of Girl" and "Mad Love," where uh, that never got released. Like a lot of it leaked online. There's a she has a lot of really great unreleased songs. Yeah, I like I liked her mixtape from 2011, like "In the Dark." I like mm-hmm. that song. I remember yeah. I remember mixtapes were really big around that era, and so I remember her having one. And I'm like, oh, this isn't a rapper because that's what I was used to yeah. hearing in terms of like downloading mix like Drake's mixtape or Lil Wayne's mixtape or Nicki. Yeah. I was like, JoJo's mixtape? What's this? But then some of the songs surprised me. Yeah. She had a song. She had an album. I want to say it was called Jumping Trains that was supposed to come out around 2009, 2010. That was the album where the uh, the lead single was called The Other Chick. Um, that was, I really liked, kind of like a pop rockish type of record. Um, then there was a remix done by Zed that was going to be potentially released, but the label thought it was 
so good that it was potentially better than the original, which then caused a conflict with like the original producers. And so the whole thing got scrapped. Um, There was another song. I don't know if it was for jumping trains or if it was something else, but there's a song called sexy to me. She did some songs with danger. Yeah. um, I remember that one. That, um, yeah, which was briefly on iTunes and the digital services at the time, but then it's been since been removed. I don't know if it's back on, but yeah. But yeah, back to back to this time. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, what a tangent. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that was a quite the tangent we just had, but it at least was JoJo related. Um, yeah. But yeah, this time is the the first track. It's a great way to set the tone for the album. It's such mm-hmm. a fun up tempo song. I still listen to it at the gym regularly. Mm-hmm. Again, if you haven't, similar to Love Sick, go revisit that. But also revisit that because it's a it's a banger as well, and it's one of JoJo's best songs. Yeah, this time, so stream it. Well, or maybe not. I don't know. Should we <laughs> stream the JoJo's version of it? I guess. Just just go um, to her house and write her a letter. You know, go I don't to know. her house, write her a letter. Um, yeah, we love you, JoJo. We love you, JoJo. So on that note, on that note, thanks for listening. And thanks for uh, listening. We will catch you next time. Absolutely. And Mariah's team, if you're listening, we're waiting for the selfish cover. Give Remember us it? the selfish cover now, please. Please. Pretty please. Pretty please. All right. Good night and goodbye. Goodbye.